Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What does Satan do to try to keep us from sharing the gospel. Here's the first thing he does. He tries to keep unbelievers from hearing the gospel. He doesn't want unbelievers to hear the truth of the gospel. He understands that the word of God is powerful, but he doesn't want people to hear the gospel. Well, how can he accomplish that? He can accomplish that through us. If we're afraid to be bold, and if we don't have a zeal for the laws, we simply won't share the gospel. Do you think about the fate of the lost? Do you think about what the Bible says about what hell is and will be for those apart from Christ? Sure, this is an unpleasant topic, but it's one that Jesus spoke on more than he spoke about heaven. Pastor Mark will be teaching about your need to understand what the scriptures tell you your responsibilities as a Christ follower are. These include following the Great Commission, which requires you to tell other people about Jesus. As uncomfortable as that may be, if you trust God, He will give you a love for the lost as well as the words to say to them. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 with part 2 of his message, Stand Firm in God. We have to be sharing the good news with zeal and passion. Why? Because we have a mission, we have a message, and we have a commission from Jesus. Now, lots of people in the church don't understand. This is called not the small commission. This is called the great commission. In other words, it's priority. Last words from Jesus. Preach the gospel, make disciples, and keep repeating the cycle. Because lost people, every single one of them, matter to me. So I want to give you this morning, between now and when I finish, uh, three reasons we need to be sharing the good news with zeal and urgency. Would you write number one down today? Death is sure but unpredictable. The reason I need to be sharing is because death is sure, but unpredictable. Some of you know this true story. On July 7th, Shannon Stone, a father, took his six-year-old son, called Cooper, to a Major League Baseball game. During the game, Josh Hamilton, a Christian all-star, flipped into the stands a foul ball. So that some of the, one of the fans would get the fall ball. When he did that, Shannon reached out 
to catch the ball for his six-year-old son, fell over the rail and landed on the field and a day or so later died. Now, do you have any wild idea to think that day that Shannon went to the baseball field, that would be the last day he'd ever do anything. He would never see his son again. He wouldn't see his wife. He would never do anything again. No, you see, if you understand, death is sure, but it's unpredictable. Well, what happened recently, many of you saw it. Recently, Cooper and his mom went back to the ballpark. The place was loaded. And Cooper went, and Josh went. He went about halfway between home. And Cooper threw a strike. There's the six-year-old son. He threw a strike to the baseball player, who's his fan. Now, you know how Josh Hamilton felt. I mean, he did the great thing. Give a ball to somebody to take home. But the man falls down. So he's weeping and crying. So the whole stadium's going crazy the whole time. So afterward, Josh goes over and gives a hug to Cooper. And then he talks to his mom. She's a widow. And when he went over to talk to her, the newspapers kind of saw that he was talking to her. So they went up to him afterward, Josh, who's a believer, and they said to him, what did what you, you say to that mom? Here's what he said, I quote, I asked her if her and her husband were believers in Christ. And she said, absolutely, we are. And then he said this, well, we know for sure where your husband is right now. And make sure that this little one, Cooper, knows who his daddy was and what he stood for. Make sure he understands that. You see, that is the bottom line. You see, in that field, there was hope. Why? Because they knew that absent from the body is present. With the Lord. Little Cooper will see his dad again. Shannon's wife will see her husband again. That's the hope that makes this life worth living. Do you have that hope? You see, that's why we have to be sharing. Because as I just shared with you, the first principle... Death is sure, but it's totally unpredictable. Number two, would you write this down? Why do I need to be sharing the good news with zeal and urgency? Number two, spiritual warfare is real. Satan has a goal. You know, the Bible tells us in John 10 that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Here's Satan's goal. If you're not a Christian yet, an unbeliever, you're already, there's only two kingdoms, you're already in the kingdom of Satan. His goal is to keep you there for all eternity. So that is the goal. It's a real goal. Satan is a real person. Charles Spurgeon says this, Think lightly of hell, and you will think lightly of the cross. Think little of suffering of lost souls in hell, And you will soon think little of the Savior who delivers them. Well, what does Satan do to try to keep us from sharing the gospel? Here's the first thing he does. He tries to keep unbelievers from hearing the gospel. 
He doesn't want unbelievers to hear the truth of the gospel. He understands that the word of God is powerful. But he doesn't want people to hear the gospel. Well, how can he accomplish that? He can accomplish that through us if we're afraid to be bold. And if we don't have a zeal for the laws, we simply won't share the gospel. And here's the other thing. Satan can accomplish that goal if the church begins to dilute what the gospel really is. You understand this morning that Satan has done great. Most people today outside the church and even in our churches believe that the gospel is this. Be good enough and you will go to heaven. That is not the gospel. Good people don't go to heaven. How did they get that? Because of Satan. Now, understand, Paul knew this truth. He knew there was spiritual warfare. He knew there were some things we had to do. Look at Philippians chapter 4. You're right there. It really goes with chapter 3. So let me read it to you. Therefore, my brothers, with whom I love and long for my joy and my crown. In other words, Paul wanted to go see him again. He didn't know if he'd ever get out of prison to see him. He says this. That is how, while you're waiting to go to heaven, while you're waiting for the rapture, while you're waiting for the second coming, this is how you should basically live. Stand firm in the Lord. Now notice the word therefore. You're a Bible scholar today. Anytime you see the word therefore in the Bible, what do you ask? You ask, what is it there for? Well, it always refers to back to what Paul was just teaching. Here's what Paul says. Paul says to the believers at the church of Philippi, don't get discouraged. You're in a war. The world is crumbling, but we're going to heaven. We're going to get absolutely a new body. So you stand firm in the Lord against Satan. It's interesting in the original language, that word stand firm is a military phrase. It means describing a soldier who is firm in the middle of a battle. Most believers don't think of their Christian walk as a battle. That is a great deception from Satan. You see, we don't fight flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. When Satan fell, he took one third of the angels of heaven with him. So there's one third of those angels. We have a different term for them today. Demons. Pastor Mark, you like really believe there's demons? Absolutely. You don't? You're deceived by one. Now, don't get panicked. Yes, I'm going to have to stand firm. Now notice, look at look at verse look at verse one again. Stand firm what? In finish it for me. In the Lord. Now, why does it say that? Because I can't, there's no way I can stand firm against Satan. Satan is stronger than me. He'll beat me every single time. Every single time. By the way, you're no better. You say, well, Pastor Mark, you're 5'7", about 130 something. No wonder. I don't care how big you are. We're not flesh and blood. You'll never beat him. They're like, I'm a black belt. I don't care if you don't even have a belt. It doesn't matter. That's right. That was a guy without a belt. He's laughing right back there. I have to stand strong in the Lord. 
because I can't defeat him by myself. Not my wisdom, not my abilities, not my talents. I have to stand strong in the Lord. I have to stand firm in the Lord. Here's the good news. One third of the angels fell. How's your math? Two thirds of the angels are with God. Two thirds always beats one third. Hallelujah. So I already know the outcome. But I am in a war. And so are you this morning. Now, because of this, I want to give you two standing firm deals today. Here's the first one to write. Stand firm in the Lord against our declining culture. You see, our world, the popular culture, is simply getting darker by the minute. I want you to turn with me in your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I want you to see that Satan's goal is for you and I to just be so amassed into the things of this world that we're really no different than the world. And when we see all of these things, we just kind of give up, throw in the towel and go like, we're not going to be able to make, we're not going to change, we can't change the world, we can't do it. Oh yes, we can. We're soldiers. We're in the winning battle. Now 2 Timothy chapter 3 gives us a snapshot of our culture as things are getting worse. Look at it. Verse 1. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. You say, well, Pastor Mark, like, you're kidding me. No, that's where our world is going today. That we're, we're there. In the Old Testament, in the book of Judges, there's an interesting term. It says this, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. They became the law. They decided what was right. And so as we approach that world, we can either have Three mentalities. Pastor Mark, I'm giving up. Forget it. We're done. The world's done. It's over. No, no impact. So just going to give up. Or, well, Pastor Mark, the world's flowing that way. I guess I'll just flow with it. I can't go against a stream. Oh, you can go against a stream. If you stand in God, that's the third one. So either give up, quit, compromise your life and go with the morality of today. Or stand strong, stand firm in the Lord. Well, how can I stand firm in the Lord? Pastor Mark, that's what I'd like to do, but I don't think I can do it. No, you can't. In your own, you can't. But in God, you can. Romans chapter 12. Notice what it says. Paul says this to Christians. Now, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Philip's translation says this. Don't let this world's customs squeeze you into its mold so that you look just like the world. Well, what's the world look like? I just showed you. No, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you. Notice God. It's not man. It's not some program. Let God transform you into a new person. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. By changing, here's the key, the way you think. Here's what the Bible says. As a man thinks in his heart, So he becomes. So Paul says, 
The battle is in the mind. Satan knows that. And all of a sudden, listen to this principle. We become like those we hang with, what we watch, and what we read. Why do you think we have a liberal media that anything you pick up pretty much from media has nothing to do with Democrat or Republican? Lord help us. But anything you pick up from media is Satan's writing. It's always bent against God. Understand that. Well, Pastor Mark, then, I'm never going to read a newspaper again. No, come on, don't be stupid. Well, I guess I'll put my television from my house. I got a new 48-incher, baby. I'm going to put it on the street tomorrow morning. Would you give me your address, please? (laughs) Just come talk to me after church. That's okay. I'll be there in the seventh. I don't have a truck, but I'll find one, baby. I'm not talking about being weird. But I am talking about being different. Now, how are you going to be different? I become what I read, what I watch, and who I hang with. See, Pastor Mark, how can I get my mind to be different than the world? The Bible is God's mind to you and me. This tells us how to live. Satan hates this book. He knows it's full of life. Most Christians are never in this book. And so they are slowly, very slowly, being squeezed into the way of the thinking of the world. Satan's not in a hurry. He knows how to do it. So we're here for you to understand the principle that we can allow God to change our thinking. Well, how is that really going to happen? Here's the next one. Stand firm in the Lord against false teaching. Now, let me read you something. First Timothy 4. Just stay where you're at because we're going to be close by. Here's what it says. First Timothy 4. 1. Now, the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times... Some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Now, Paul is not talking about unbelievers. He's talking about people that are coming to church like we're here, you're here. And when they come, the pastors, the teachers, dilute the word, deny the word, and doubt the word. And pretty soon, the people go, well, yeah, that's not, I mean, that can't be true. I know this for a fact. You can go to many churches around our world today. We just got finished, as I told you, we're doing Route 66, and we're doing a book of the Bible every week or two weeks, and we're going to go through all 66. Here's what many biblical people, pastors in the church, say about Genesis. It's myth. It's all myth. Especially the first 11 chapters is just myth. Really? Were you there? Well, if I throw that out, what else do I throw out? So they become wise, but they're really fools. And yet many people now believe that. Well, if I do that, what happens? Well, we're sin. Can you define sin? What about the Savior in Genesis 3.15? It's promised. Is that gone too? So understand, if Satan can't defeat us from the outside, what does he do? He comes inside the church. 
He's very wise. And so he's infiltrated many of our churches. Now we have thousands that are solid right on. But you don't want to go to a church where the pastor says, well, I'm not sure I really believe all of this. Just get up right now. By the way, if you're watching this and you're going to some other church, just give your resignation to your pastor, pray for him, and go to a church that believes in the word of God. Because you're being deceived. And Satan is doing it. Now, that warning wasn't just for them. That warning's for us now. Go to 2 Timothy, you're close by, chapter 4. I want you to see the solution to this. And that's why we're here. 2 Timothy, chapter 4, go down to verse 2. Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, you're going to have to stand against false teaching. It's going to be in your church. It's going to be all over the place. Well, what should I do? Here's what he says. Timothy, preach the word, all of it. Be prepared in season, out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage all of those with great patience and careful instruction. So the solution is always the word taught in balance. I need to be corrected. Sometimes I need to be rebuked. I shouldn't have done that. You know what that means. But I also need to be taught. That's what I'm doing for you today. Teach you the word of God. And how do we do it? We try to encourage you with great patience and careful instruction. You have to take these things at home and go... Okay, am, am I really getting squeezed? Am, am I thinking more like the world than I'm thinking like God? Well, then I need, to, I need to do something if that's happening in my life. Look at verse 3. For the time will come when men, that's basically you, the church, will not put up a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, every man did that which is right in his own eyes, They will gather around them, and I wish this wasn't in the Bible, but it is. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what they, their ears wants to hear. You see, the minute the church listens to what the people want to hear, the church is gone. I don't want to hear what you want to hear. I want to hear what God wants you to hear. And it's right here in the Bible. Now look at verse 4. It's shocking. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. Not just false teaching, just total miss. So Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, stand firm. By teaching the word of God. Teach all of it. Don't dilute it. Don't deny it. Make sure that people believe it. Never compromise the truth of God's word. That's what we stand for here. We're far from perfect. But we want you to hear the word and then obey the word. Understand this. Correct living is always rooted in correct doctrine. Now why the word of God? Next statement you want to write is this. The Bible is alive and it's powerful And it will change any life. That's why Satan doesn't want it taught. Today, Pastor Mark taught more about the rapture of the church and your need to have a sense of urgency, telling people about Jesus. He encouraged you to keep on imitating Christ in your daily actions. As you persevere in living a Christ-like life, resisting the world's attempts to squeeze you into the mold of living, you will find increasing peace with God. 
you don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will conclude the teaching, Stand Firm in God. He will continue to point out your need to be intentional in how you live your life. You'll hear about the living nature of the Bible and its ability to help you navigate this life if you will put it to use. God loves you so much and He wants to see you reach as much of your potential as possible. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.